0: It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race, it's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history, it's about you, it's about me, it's about time.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's program. My name is Art Cardos, and this program is called All In all in all in with the Lord and uh, you know I don't know now how long we've been doing this but as we begin this year uh, I got a feeling it's going on four or maybe even five years of of doing a weekly one-hour program uh, talks about getting closer to the Lord being all in with the Lord and uh, and and learning about how others might be doing that as well now the name all in implies uh that you're all in or you want to be all in with the lord i don't know if it works being half in you know i know in the bible it talks about being lukewarm and uh that would not be all in that would be lukewarm and lukewarm is um not something god approves of he says i will spew them out of my mouth so as we enter into this year and as we you know i talked about goal setting but talking about setting prayers into motion that you want to see accomplished this year that's the time to do it it's always fun to restart to start fresh and what i like to do is just forgive everything from the past like Whatever happened in December and whatever happened last year that either upset you or somebody owed you or something that isn't quite right that caused caused you to spend too much time thinking about it, now's a great time to go through and make a list of forgiveness and forgive debts, people, just... Totally wipe the slate clean so you can stay focused on where you're supposed to go this year. And that brings us to that question Where are you supposed to go this year of 2022? What are you supposed to do? And if not, why not you in 2022? So, We are here today talking about the kingdom of God. And I've been drawing a comparison. Uh, Jesus came, he didn't come and, and pound us over the head with the law. He came to set us free from the law through grace and mercy. And so when you think about, the law, that the commandments, the laws, the and there's hundreds of them that the Jewish people put in play, not just the ten, made it almost impossible for anybody to not have broken a law one way or the other. But Jesus came to set us free from all that political garb. He came with mercy and love. He defeated Satan, defeated the enemy. And then he turned to us and said, I, here's the keys to my father's kingdom. Here are, here's how the kingdom works. So what I've been talking about is two different kingdoms. The one we all grew up in, which is the earth's Babylonian system, buying, selling. You know, you, we just went through a period of time where everything was on sale for a special time of the year. Everything's on sale, buying and selling, you got to buy one, you get one, and there's all kinds of deals out there. And you got Black Friday and you got Cyber Monday or whatever, you know, you you just have all these marketing, wonderful marketing ideas. Or like a store will have you put so many of something on sale for a ridiculous price and A hundred people are standing in line hoping to get it. So when you go to stand in that line, when a store does something like that, you're hopeful, you're very hopeful that you're going to be able to be the one who gets it. The difference in the kingdom of God is that everyone can be the one. You can be the one. You should be the one, and so can everyone else. The kingdom of God is not subject to the laws of the Babylonian system. You know, today when we look at a person's station in life, maybe the house they live in, the car they drive, uh, where they live, what part of the country they live, Maybe that plays into our mind and we say, oh, they're successful. They are a successful group or a person. They've made it. And sometimes when you say that and you look at everything, it does look, I always used to say, hallmark perfect, like a hallmark card because they're always beautiful. They're always perfect. But on the inside, people can still be empty, they they could be lost, they could be alone, they could be married and have family and still feel totally alone, depressed, and not fulfilled. And unless you truly do come to know Jesus as Lord and begin to understand the kingdom that he refers to, you go through your whole life thinking you're attaining to find out that wasn't the thing. That didn't make you feel fulfilled. Whether it's physical, financial, whatever it is, the kingdom of God is a totally different kingdom than the kingdom of the earth, the Babylonian system. And Jesus came to teach us about the kingdom of god so i attempt and we attempt on this program to continue to talk about the kingdom of god and how it works and the lord has been leading me and i've been talking about it leading me to a place where quantum everybody today is talking about the law of attraction quantum physics quantumness It's the subatomic structure of all things. And our Creator made it. He made all things. All things, the subatomic structure, the things you cannot see. And isn't that what he's telling us? And when we operate faith, we're calling things that are not as though they are. We're literally speaking to a subatomic structure that's in place but we can't see it you can't smell it you can't feel it but it exists it's quantum and god made it our creator created it scientists oh my gosh every day they wake up with a new exciting breakthrough and it's only breaking through to the next subatomic level and they go oh there's more oh there's more And when we get to the bottom of it, then we're going to know how everything was created. Well, you can know right now by picking up your Bible, because it tells us how it was created. And just to get out of the way, again, as I always try to do, you know, people that say, but Art, the Bible, how do you know it's true? All all these different people wrote books in there, you know? There's an element of faith, absolutely. But my faith in knowing that it's absolutely, absolutely every word true is that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, this Holy Ghost, the Spirit, job was to see to it that it all came together exactly like God wanted it to be. I refer to the Bible, the Holy Bible, as God's manufacturer's handbook. He manufactured us and he gave us a handbook on how to operate not only our bodies but in this world with the quantum laws that he created. Now, some of these laws are obvious. Some of them aren't. Obviously, Everybody today says, well, you know, gravity. Yeah, there's gravity. You got gravity pushing on you every day. You can say, I don't believe in gravity. All right. Well, if you are on top of a building and if you ever tried to play Superman and jump, you didn't fly and something else happened. You went down. Because gravity is a law. There are spiritual laws. And we're talking about spirit law. That's the stuff you can't see. It's at a subatomic level that everything you see physically, whether it's the chair we're sitting in, or the lights, or anything you see around you, it started from the spirit world and became flesh became hard, became a chair, became a tree, became wood, became, then became a st- whatever, a table, a chair. But it came from the spirit world. Spiritual law. Now, spiritual laws are very powerful. You can't modify them to your own liking. They exist. All you can do is say, how do I learn to operate spiritual law? A scientist would put it another way. How do I understand quantum physics, quantum mechanics, quantum biology, in a deeper, more meaningful way? And when they get all the way down to the sub 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 -sub 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 atomic level, if they ever did, they will meet the Creator author of it, who created the spiritual law that holds it and glues it all together. If God didn't exist, or if he ceased to exist, all matter, all matter, as we know it, would instantly dissolve, because it is him and his spiritual laws in force that hold everything together. How do you know that, Art? Well, I guess it's up to you to prove me prove it differently. I spent a good part of my life, since in my 20s, and that's a long time ago, seeking after these kinds of answers. How do we operate in the kingdom of God? I remember in my early 20s, sitting in a rocking chair, just saying to the Lord, Lord, what's the fastest way for me to learn how to serve you? And boy, when you pray that kind of prayer, better hold on to something because the Lord begins you on a path that you didn't even think about. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in things that you didn't even know about. And the only way out of it is to actually learn spiritual law. (laughs) And that's the quickest way is to actually learn it and use it. So, with that in mind, and over the years I've met a lot of people who try to teach this in different ways. But there's a formula that I'm using to teach it right now. And I got the idea from this from another fellow who was teaching a different formula. But this formula has to do with kingdom living. Do you want to learn about the kingdom of God? If there was a kingdom where you don't need money to get what you want, if there was a kingdom that, where health would constantly come on you and you would always be healthy and you would never have lack, would you be interested in knowing about that kingdom? Kingdom living? Well, that's the first question if you want to know about kingdom living. And then we would have to address the fact, how does it work? So kingdom living, which is KL, would then equal you, God-given equipment. So you're a human with God-given equipment. You can say, well... uh, I don't believe in God. You could be listening to this and say, I don't believe in God. Well, where'd you get your equipment from? Where'd you get your eyes? Just sit down for a minute and Google how your eyes work. Google or anything. Find out how your human body works. Why does it take a doctor so long to become a doctor? A neurosurgeon. Oh, my gosh. How does how does someone get to the point of understanding what's transpiring in our minds, in our brains, and yet there are people out there that have spent years and they're excellent at what they do, but they will tell you your God-given equipment is priceless. How comes it's priceless? Because you can't replace it. You cannot replace your eyes if they're gone. I mean, you can put in now, probably in this day and age, there's something you can do some miniature camera maybe, I don't know, but geez, you can't replace this stuff. Body parts, they're still trying to make pig parts work in humans, and you just can't replace the human body. And the human body is designed in such a fascinating way that if you cut yourself, it heals itself, creates its own band-aid. If the cut's too big, well... It'll do what it has to do to get you through. Then you might need additional help quickly, but the body will begin to heal itself. And any good surgeon knows that what they're doing is simply removing a situation, changing something, but then they sit back and they wait for the body to heal itself. So the body that you live in is so magnificent. It's your God-given equipment. You can hear, you can see, you can speak, which is very important. You can smell. And then on top of all that, you can remember those sights, sounds, and odors and relate them to different situations. So our mind kicks in, our brain kicks in inside of this god-given equipment in this earth suit we have a spirit that keeps you alive when the spirit leaves the earth suit falls to the ground it's dead it's the spirit that's alive and as long as the spirit is in the earth suit well you have a human so we have God-given equipment, priceless, priceless God-given equipment, irreplaceable, only can be replaced by God himself. Now, we do have ways to replace certain parts these days, and uh, but they're never as good as the original. Even now, they're saying people are outliving their knee transplant, or replacements because they're living longer, so... Uh, the, the, The replacement that used to be good for 10 years now has to be good for 20 and 30. So the human body completely fascinating completely amazing, completely beautiful completely built and designed by someone far superior to you and I. However, That someone, God Almighty, loved us so much that he's spending a lot of effort so that we can understand this God-given equipment. And you have to look at it that way. So if you want to live in the kingdom, the first thing you have to acknowledge when you want to do kingdom living is your God-given equipment and begin to thank God for what you have. Thank God for who you are. Thank him. Thank him. Don't complain and don't be telling him he made a mistake on you. Just thank him for making you and creating you. So, God-given equipment. So, kingdom living equals your God-given equipment plus, plus sign, spiritual laws. What kind of spiritual laws? Well, we were talking about gravity earlier, but there is a spiritual law. Of forgiveness. If you forgive someone, you activate a spiritual law. There's a spiritual law of giving. When you sow, you activate a spiritual law. When you sow, I mean when you donate, when you take money, time, energy, effort, and give it to somewhere or someone on purpose with a joyful heart. You activate a spiritual law. In the book of Malachi, three ten, it talks about tithing. God saying, if you haven't given, if you don't give me at least the first ten percent, you're robbing me. How, how could he? How could he be? We be robbing God? You might say, right? God has everything. How are we robbing God? You're robbing him of the opportunity to show you how the kingdom works by blessing you because of tithing. The minute you give 10% of your gross income or whatever you're going to give it of your net, but I joyfully, not because you're commanded to, you again activate a spiritual law, a subatomic, subatomic, subatomic atom structure, atomic structure, that begins the process of you getting back out of God's kingdom, the Bible says, 30, 60, or 100-fold return on what you've given. Now, if you give just to be seen, like, you know somebody's watching, so I'm going to give. And they think more of you because they saw you give, and you did it for that reason. Your heart is in the wrong place, and you have received your reward. The reward you received was them seeing that you gave because that was your intent. If your intent is to just give because your heart says, Man, I have to give. I have to find somewhere to give 10% this week. I have to find somewhere to give time of mine to help for a good cause. I have to find somewhere. I have to find a place to encourage people, to smile at people, to sow a seed. Say, Art, right, I don't have very much money. That's why. What? I don't have enough to keep giving. That's why. What are you talking about, Art? You don't have because you haven't freely given. It's a spiritual law. It's a spiritual law. Are you going to tell me that I have to go to tell God that His laws broke? So, what is it? Is God's law broken? The law of giving and sowing and reaping? Or are you broken? I'm going to bet my money that you're doing something wrong. And inside, you have not either forgiven or you're not joyful. God loves a joyful giver. Or you haven't even gave. You're very careful about that. Oh, I can't. I have this much money and I can't give more than that. That's why you have this much money. When I set my goals for the new year and I've set them this year, Every week, I have a certain amount of money and time that I need to give. I've got to do it. Why? Because it keeps me doing exactly what the Lord told us to do, to operate the quantum physics of giving. He created spiritual law. So, spiritual law is important. Giving is one of the spiritual laws. Sowing is one. But so then, so is forgiveness. Hold nothing against your brother. And Jesus told us, he's left us with two commandments. Love the Lord our God with all of our heart and all of our soul. That is number one, quantum release. And number two, love your neighbor as you love yourself. I don't love myself. Well, that's your problem. You better. You have been given a glorifiable body. Now, it's not glorified yet, but it's glorifiable. And it will be glorified at some point if you accept Jesus. This body is amazing. And we need to acknowledge that, thanking God. For the body that we're living in not cursing it ah man. I get this stupid pain all the time I get this all the time. I can't do this anymore. I can't do that Think about what you're saying Think about how you're acting think about internally what you're doing you are not joyful and Joy is a very important spiritual law You were made to be joyful You were made to be hopeful. You were made to be uh, a a total healed, total self-healing creation, blessed and overtaken by blessings. Waking up joyful, going to bed joyful. Forgiving others because they don't know what they do. These are spiritual laws and love. Oh, love, the greatest of all spiritual laws. Do you know that the scientists keep looking for the glue that holds everything together in the universe, the galaxies? And when they finally, finally agree to it, maybe 10, 15, 20 million years from now, they're going to find out it was love. And God is love. God is love. Not God loves you. He does. But he is love. So, his love holds everything that we know together. It's a spiritual law. And he's telling us that we have to love one another as Christ loved the church. So, love is the number one core cornerstone to us operating quantum physics. Love. Love one another. Forgive. Have now ought against any. We must forgive one another. When we stand praying, forgive. So your Father can forgive you. There's a spiritual law that says with the same measure you use against someone else, that is the same measure that God has put into place as a quantum law that is going to come back on you. So you think you're mad at them. You think you're judging them. But guess what? You have placed yourself on a merry-go-round ride, and you're the one who's going to be receiving what you were praying they would get. That's why witchcraft is so bad, because people are putting curses on people, and yet it comes back on them. So trying to understand this kingdom, we're talking about the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and He's given us the keys to this kingdom. So we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back talking more about this kingdom, how to operate the quantum laws that govern it when we come back. We'll be right back. It's about
0: time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race, it's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time.
1: Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia.
0: It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time.
1: We're back, and uh, we're talking about interesting things. I don't know if you ever think about this stuff, but I do. I think about it all the time. Especially in these days, because you can go on to YouTube, you can Google quantum physics, and man, you will learn a lot. And from the scientist and the scientific mind, you'll learn everything about the subatomic structure, minus one factor who created it? How did it get there? Unless they happen to be a Christian, and there are some there that would then explain to you that there is a, a creator that actually created uh, all that we are living in. And the part that we can see here on Earth is so small, so small compared to what's out there. And yet it's all glued together by love. It's glued together by love. And God is love. God is also light. And uh, one of the reasons that uh, we don't understand everything is we can't see everything because it's traveling at different frequencies. I mean, you know, I mean, today we all have wireless in our homes. And if you don't have wireless somewhere, you're upset because you're used to it. I mean, it's a normal thing to have wireless. But do you see it? Do you see the data transferring? You're sitting at your laptop at a Starbucks or Panera Bread or wherever you go, and you are tied into the internet through a wireless connection. You can't see a thing unless you're looking at your monitor and yet yeah, it's you know it's connected and you better have your password when you go in there, you put the password in it and you're connected. You can't see it. You take it for granted. Oh, there's no Wi-Fi. used to be a big deal, free Wi-Fi <laughs> now, oh now if somebody doesn't have Wi-Fi, you're like, what's wrong with this guy? I'm not going back there. So we can't see the subatomic structure that God created for us to use to operate his kingdom. But it doesn't mean it's not there. And so that's why we have to learn how to activate it and trust in it and believe in it. Do you believe in Wi-Fi? Do you believe in it? Well, if I go into uh, like a Starbucks or Panera or wherever, I believe it's there and I'm going for it. I'm trying to get it. I'm expecting it. Do you do that with the Word of God? God's Word operates through a high frequency. God is light. He is love. So God is operating at the speed of light, 186,000 miles per second and higher. And when you're vibrating at that frequency, there's a lot of stuff that just you can't see. That doesn't mean it's not there. Say, well, you know, I've never seen heaven. Well, you will. Perhaps. Maybe you won't, depending on what choices you make as far as having a Savior. But if you do choose to have a Savior, his name is Jesus. There's only one in all the religions. And if you choose to have that, then you're guaranteed that you will see heaven that's operating at a level that you just can't see. could be right in front of you, but you can't see it. Now, I don't believe it is. I believe it's located at a different place, but Satan knows there's a heaven. He was kicked out of it, and he was kicked out mightily. Now, the only way he can activate this kingdom, which he knows exists, by the way, he probably knows it better than you, and he's been trying to duplicate God's kingdom here on the earth um, since uh, the beginning of of Adam. The only way he could get into the kingdom is to have an earth suit. See, this whole quantum kingdom that's set up it's set up to respond to an earth suit. And I, I get a kick out of today. Everybody with their series and their, um, you know, things they're speaking to in their house or their watch, um, you know, it, it cracks me up because they're speaking to it and they expect the lights to go out. Light go out, you know, or go, or, or heat go to 75 on the thermostat or 68 or whatever. Um, and you expect it because of the wireless connection. Yet God has given each one of us a connection to him in love that operates the quantum atomic structure of the universe. And we fight it or we don't respect it. Would you be saying to this electronic unit in your house, whatever the name is, uh, please destroy my water system or I don't believe you're really there so I'm not going to use your system kind of dumb after you just paid 500 bucks to set it up. I mean, I, I, there's a, a water thing valve that we put on the house. It, Moen makes it, other companies make it, and it's got an app and it hooks to your water supply and it tells you how much water you're using. If somebody's taking a shower or whatever, and you can literally turn off the water to the house from your, your watch or your phone. And the reason for that. It's because maybe you're traveling out of town and a water pipe breaks in the house. You immediately get a text telling you something's wrong and you need to do something about it. And we think that's wonderful. That's technology. Yet here we are talking about the kingdom of God made by the author of the universe. And Christians, I'm not even talking about unbelievers now, Christians fighting themselves to even believe That they have the opportunity to activate it. Well, the first thing Satan went to work to do with all these spiritual laws is convince you you're not worthy to activate them. No, no, you're not worthy. You're a sinner. You're terrible. You shouldn't even try to get a miracle. You shouldn't even try to attract money. You shouldn't try to attract health into your body. Why? From who's this coming from? That's why we call him the devil. He hates God and he hates you. He knows what you're capable of. He knows who you are. He knows who you are, but you don't. And that's the bottom line. Who are you? So let me go back to my formula. I never really got going today in scriptures here, but I started out by saying kingdom living or KL equals GGE, God-given equipment, plus SL, spiritual laws. And then the multiplier, put the brackets around it, is um, DSI, divine self-image. Now in the world, they call it personal self-image, proper self-image. Are you of the world or are you a born again person who's accepted Jesus? If you are, you have now added into these brackets what we call the God factor. And God is royalty, which makes you royalty. But it's a multiplier. So we have kingdom living equals GGE plus SL, spiritual law. But the multiplication is who you think you are. If you think you're supposed to be sick because somehow God's teaching you a lesson, which is kind of perverted, by the way, it's perverted I'll say it again, anybody who thinks God's using sickness to make you a better person, try doing that with your kids. Put something on them bad so that they will learn something. You would never do that. And Why would you think your oh, dang it, almighty God our Father would do it? It's kind of sad. But people have perverted the word. So what God is trying to do is show us how to live a healthy, happy life. And he has put in place a subatomic structure, and he's given us the keys to the kingdom. And first of all, who it is you are in Christ is the multiplier. If you are in Christ, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that doesn't mean everything changes overnight, but it does mean that your name is written in the book of life and that you will be translated into heaven at your moment of leaving this planet or what we call death. And death, according to the Bible, tells us that the moment you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are born again, okay? And a new, another spiritual law kicks into effect, and that spiritual law is that is also the moment the old you died. So recorded in heaven are two dates. You're going to have the date you were born on earth, The date you died on earth, that's also your date you're born again. So the death date and your born again date. And in the book of life is your date of being born again. The old you has passed away. That is a spiritual law. But here comes what we call the devil, Lucifer, to tell you that that old person that you were 10 seconds ago, you're stuck with for the rest of your life. You can't change. You did all those awful things, and God wants you to suffer. That's the only chance he's got to keep you suffering once you get into the kingdom, because the kingdom wants to deliver you from sickness, poverty, sickness, and death. That's what the kingdom wants to deliver you from. Poverty, sickness, and death. But we have to get then activate spiritual laws to see the results of that. So in order to be blessed financially... We have to set ourselves up to do that with the quantum physics, the subatomic structure that God has put in this earth. And we start by tithing. We start by offerings, tithing, then offerings, then giving more, and (coughs) sowing bigger, and making a list of what we're sowing so that we can actually name our seed. That's right, name our seed. Farmers sow seed every day. And they actually sow things on purpose, like they sow corn in a cornfield, potatoes in a potato field. They sow cucumbers, they sow tomatoes, they plant. We plant with words. And we didn't get to that yet in this program, but you know, we've talked about that before if you've ever listened to this program. The power of life and death is in the tongue. That's in James. And the power of life and death, when you speak, You're sowing seed all the time. That's why when you argue with somebody or you curse somebody, they feel so bad because they feel the seed of that. Now, the problem with cursing somebody or coming down on somebody or judging somebody is it's really you're putting your own life at risk because, again, you are sending back to you the same judgment that you're putting on them. And then you don't want, you wonder where it came from. Like, why is this always happening to me? This happens to me all the time. Well, you have to ask yourself a question. What are you doing that makes it happen to you all the time? Come on. We are smarter than this. We keep having certain things happen. This happens to me all the time. Why would this be? This is so difficult. This is so, I'm sorry, but you're the one making it that way. You're speaking it, you're saying it, you're believing it, and you're stuck with it. How do I get out of being stuck with it, Art? Well, it's a cycle. So when you have judged, or when you have spoken against, or when you have spoken against yourself, and the next cycle comes around when it's on you, that's where you have to seal your, your words and begin to praise God and say, man, praise God, this will never happen to me again. Praise God, I am delivered from every evil of this present world, for this is God's will concerning my life. No weapon formed against me will ever prosper, for my righteousness is of the Lord. But whatever I do will prosper, for I am a tree planted by the rivers of living water. So, we have to take on our royal identity. If you are in Christ, which you are if you've accepted Jesus, Now you have to begin to remind yourself or reteach yourself that you were born into royalty. I have a little pin on my lapel here. Got this many years ago. It says, I'm a king's kid. I am a king's kid. And there was a guy by the name of Harold Hill wrote a book called King's, King's Kid. And uh, I read that book years ago, and I had to have one of these pins. It's a long story how I got it, because someone who who was a friend of Harold Hill's actually uh, came across it and gave to him, to to them, and uh, I was on a trip in Bermuda and uh, ran into, these people were friends of ours that he gave it to, and I was telling them about Harold Hill, and they pulled out this pin and they said, here, this is from Harold, he gave it to us, and we're giving it to you. Harold is. A, it was a. We worked for NASA, and uh, at the old days, uh, when they first came into computers and were running all the high-tech stuff of then on computers, and when they couldn't fix or find the problem in the computer system, they would call Harold in, and Harold would go in and put everybody else out, and he would pray in the spirit, and the Lord would show him where the problem was, and he'd fix it, and then. On they would go. And they didn't know how he fixed it. They didn't care how he fixed it. They just knew that he fixed it. So when Harold came, they got the prayer room ready and sent him in. Is that the way your life is? When they see you coming, they know prayer's on its way. They know answers are on the way. Solutions are on the way. You need to know that you are royalty and you are a king's kid. So back to the formula, just so if anybody's actually listening and writing, it's KL, Kingdom Living equals GGE, God-given equipment, plus SL, spiritual law, times uh, DSI, divine self-image, the God factor. Understanding that you are the righteousness of Christ, that you are no longer a condemned sinner, but you are now redeemed by the blood of Jesus from the curse that was attached and is attached to the breaking of the law. So the curse can no longer... Touch you, the curse can no longer hurt you, and that's why all these kingdom laws and all these um, quantum subatomic structures. I mean, the most fascinating one to me is. I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard this scripture, but it's whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven; whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Well, the heavens is where all this subatomic stuff is going on around us, and the scientists are, have now uncovered a mystery that if an atom, atomic structure, exists here next to me, and also on the other end of the universe, it exists, the same, ato- the same atom exists, and I do something to this atom, then that atom on the other end of the universe is also changed, which means if I bind something here, it's also bound there if i loose it here it's also loosed there so all of the subatomic structure that is part of what they call quantum is affected by what you and i do and we as royalty have been given authority to use the name of Jesus to invoke the right blood rights of Jesus do you know you have blood rights through Christ he is blood, defeated, sin once and for all, and you are under that blood, you and I, if you've accepted Jesus as Lord. So, what is it we're to do? What is it you should do? Number one, spend time understanding that there's laws at work. There's quantum, subatomic structures that you cannot see that are affected by every word that comes out of your mouth the power of life and death is in the tongue that means your tongue is the one controlling your destiny your future You say, how can that be art it is it is it's it just is and every week I come back and I try to come in a different way at the same issue Because you can change, and you can change now. Now, I want to talk about another aspect of this, because the older you get, people tend to think differently. They tend to reach a point where they go, well, I think I'm going to retire. Well, in the Bible, there is no word or place where it talks about ever retiring. You should think about this. The older you get, the wiser you should be. You should be using God's Word. You say, well, I have enough money now. I can not have to work like I used to work. How nice for you. How nice for you. The rich young ruler had enough money too. Is that really a giving way to think? Or is that really a selfish way to think? Listen, nobody's... Upset with anybody who doesn't have to worry about money because they have enough coming in But now that you are in that position What are you going to do to help others? You've only just begun if you're 60 70 even 80 and You're just addressing this God has a plan for you a much bigger plan. Maybe 90 And maybe more, because the Bible says to live to be 120. So we're not being very scriptural, a lot of people. What we've got to do is we have got to wake up to who we are in Christ and realize it's not about that you can go fishing every day. It's not about that you can just go relax every day or or just putz around. God has a plan for you, and you best find it. Because when you get to heaven, he's going to show you what you could have done. And yes, you'll be in heaven, and yes, you're going to, you'll are you be rewarded for all that you have done. But there might have been so many things you could have done. <clears throat> and you will say, gee, if only I'd have known. Don't be an if, I, only. Okay? Just be the one. Be the one who does more. Be the one who gives more. Be the one who takes God's word at whatever age you are and understands that you can control quantum physics, quantum biology, quantum mechanics, quantum anything with your words and your belief as a man thinketh in his heart so is he when two or more agree as to touching anything and believe it shall be done how can God say that how can he say that his word never returns void how can God say that cuz he knows that he created created quantum laws spiritual laws, that if you take his word and speak it, it changes the atomic structure of the universe in a way that begins to manufacture and make that which you are saying come to pass, when you believe. When you believe. When you believe what you say. People have said, and I get this all the time, oh, you know, you're part of the name it and claim it. No, you guys... Name it and claim it. God named things. He spoke them. He created things. It's not name it and claim it. It is name it. It is speak it. And it is believe it. And ha- and believing that you are made the righteousness of Christ. And stop blaming other people and putting them down for trying. I tried that name it stuff. It doesn't work for me. Because you don't believe it. You don't believe it. You just flat out don't believe it. That's the answer. I don't care if you don't like it. You don't believe. We're called believers for a reason. You've got to believe. You've got to believe in what God did for you. You've got to believe that you're a child of God. You've got to believe that his word never returns void. You've got to believe that Jesus laid his life down. So you could have life and have it more abundantly. And then for the stand there and say, well, that's good for some people, but not for me. There's a slap in the face to the Savior who got you the keys to the kingdom. And they're stuffed in your pocket, but you got to take them out and use them. So we got work to do. And in 2022, it's time to do the work. It's time to just be you to get up, to do it, and recognize that you are a king's kid. You are made in in the image and likeness of God. Satan hates it, and he'll do everything in his power to convince you you're not worthy, you're never going to get there, and it won't work for you. But wouldn't it be fun if it did work for you? Wouldn't it be fun to know that whatever you agree on with someone else in prayer is done by your Father in Heaven at a subatomic level? You're changing the atmosphere, you're changing life, you're changing America. That's where we are. And it's time for the church to wake up, awaken, and know who you are. Because all things are possible to those who believe. Are you a believer? Well, it's another week of All In. If you stayed with us by any chance on this program, then you'll know that we'll be back again next week to talk about All In. Two words. Get All In with the Lord. All In. Get All In. There is no other way. It's All In. And we thank you, Jesus for being all in when you went to the cross on our behalf. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Be blessed. I hope you join us again next week. Goodbye.
0: It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me, it's about time